Good morning, everyone. Our theme today is Praying in Faith. It's the second in our Faith February sermon series. I am going to talk about prayer, but first, you need to know something. In my heart of hearts, I'm a bit of an 80s girl. So I was thinking, for some of us, prayer might feel a bit like this. feel for some of you a bit like this. Well, for some of you, it might be like this. Some of you, maybe it's even like this. If you can get past the extraordinary haircuts, the earrings, etc., in these songs, the real point is prayer is a love song sung in duet. Danny sings to Sandy and she sings back, You're the one that I want. You are the word of one. Ooh, 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 honey. Now, you may never have addressed God quite like that or heard his still small voice sing back to you quite that way. But that sense of longing for God and his longing, cherishing love for us is at the heart of prayer. So if it's not the hot pants, the hoop earrings or the haircuts, what does it mean to pray in faith? At its heart, it's about keeping that love song alive through thick and thin. So I'm going to say something today about prayer in the everyday, prayer in the good times and prayer when life is really hard. And hopefully, wherever you're at with God and whatever's going on in your life, there'll be something that rings true for you. So first of all, praying in faith in the everyday. The best advice I was ever given is this. 
Pray as you can, not as you can't. And the second, keep it simple. I'm not a morning person, so the idea of half an hour's quiet time before anyone else wakes up was never going to work. For me, what works best is praying when I'm walking out in nature or driving in the car. And it doesn't matter how or where you pray, but the key thing is to pray. So you need to know what works best for you. And keep it simple. This is a relationship, a chat with your loving father. He doesn't need the fancy hairdos, and he doesn't need special words or poetry. He just needs you to be real, to stay in touch and keep the conversation flowing. One of my very good friends just turns our ordinary chat into prayer. It's like pulling up an extra chair, acknowledging that Jesus is already with us and inviting him in. And as we pray in the everyday, God uses the ordinary things of our lives to show us that nothing really is every day. We have friends and family, warm homes, good food to eat. We're surrounded by beauty and live in a country at peace. How extraordinary. Thank God. Prayer helps us see afresh and rejoice in the miracle of our ordinary lives. So, take a minute now just to notice, remember, reconnect with what works for you. Where do you pray most easily? How can you commit to keeping that channel of communication with God open in the everyday? And if you like writing stuff down, you've got space on your pew sheet. So if that's something about prayer in the everyday, what about prayer in the good times, the mountaintop moments of our lives? Bonnie Tyler sang about a total eclipse of the heart. And for some of us, perhaps just a few times in our lifetime, prayer really is like that, a total encounter with the Holy Spirit in ways that shift our sense of who we are and who God is forever. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. And in a way, the mountaintop what it means to pray in faith. Like when Jesus went up the mountain and saw the faces of the prophets transformed, like on the day of Pentecost. So think back in your own life now. When have you known the presence of the Holy Spirit breaking in on your life, washing you away? Maybe it was when you held your child for the first time. Maybe it was when you sat with a dying parent. Maybe it was on Alpha, in worship, or on a beautiful dawn morning, or in a moment when you felt you'd really reached the end and couldn't take another step, and then God was there. What did you know about God in that moment that reshaped your life? And how do you need to reconnect with that moment today? The Bible says, if we pray, God uses our prayer to transform our minds. Philippians 4 says, when we give everything to God in prayer, his peace will guard our hearts and our minds. Back in November, when Hugh went to Cornwall for the interview for this new job, I knew that the interview started at 11 a.m., and as luck would have it, there I was pulling up at the Blue Boys roundabout to fill up with petrol at precisely 11 a.m., So I just stopped right there by the petrol pump to pray, probably to the annoyance of anyone waiting behind me. And right there in that moment, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit 
giving me words to pray over Hugh and over the whole appointment process that weren't my words. It was the strangest thing. This sensation of being taken out of myself, the Holy Spirit taking over and giving me the words to pray. Words not in my vocabulary that I don't usually use or could have thought of on my own. That experience brought a great sense of peace, even standing there in the garage, that the whole thing was and is in God's hands. And as these moments so often are, it's become a touch point for me. In all the sadness and pain of leaving here, I know that this is God's calling on our lives, that the Holy Spirit was there in it all, going before us and calling us on. Perhaps you have moments like that, moments that changed your thinking, transformed how you see your life, and that you need to come back to over and again to ground you and hold you when the waves of life rise up. So thirdly, what does it mean to pray in faith in the hard times, the times when it feels like the line has been cut, like in the video, operator, operator, and when our prayers go unanswered? All of us have times like this when we're confronted with suffering, when we're walking in the valley of the shadow of death, and when the thing that we've prayed and prayed for doesn't happen, like God is on mute. How do we walk through these valleys and continue to pray in faith? There have been many times in my life when I felt that prayer wasn't being answered. But when I look back, I can see that God was there, answering my prayer, sometimes with a whispered promise of hope for the future sometimes with not yet, and sometimes with not that, but this. In other words, we don't always get what we pray for, but what God knows we truly need. There was a time a few years ago when I was having a terrible time at work. I prayed and prayed for the situation to get better, for the strength to keep going, but, other th but things just got worse and worse. And then one day, as I was walking and praying in Angley Woods, I saw an image of a swing, like the rope that Tarzan swings through the trees on, and I felt God saying, hold on to me, let go of everything else, and I will keep you safe. And I knew in that moment that I had to resign. That answer really wasn't the one I wanted or that I'd prayed for, but I knew I needed to have the courage to walk away from work that I loved and trust completely that the rope would hold me. And though it was incredibly painful, that moment of clarity of knowing that God was asking me simply to trust him and walk away means I've never doubted it was the right decision. So we don't always get what we ask for in prayer, but if we're faithful in asking, we do get what we need. And what about the times when we're confronted with suffering that simply doesn't make sense? Things that even with the passage of time, we have no way of comprehending. What about the death of our loved ones or of the innocent in the most appalling circumstances as so many Christians who face persecution all around the world have to live with every day? How on earth do we pray in, fa in faith in the face of the worst that life brings? One thing that's helped me is the reading from 1 Corinthians 13 that Hugh shared with us last week when he preached on living in faith. Paul says... Now we look in a glass darkly, but one day we will see face to face. There are things that simply don't make any sense to us in this life, and never will, 
but we know that God sees the world, our lives, and even our death, not as we see them. Once, when Eli was about four, I was shouting and shouting to get him to come downstairs and get into the car. He wasn't keen, and after a bit of a standoff between us, there was a silence, and then he called sweetly down the stairs, I'm sticking my fingers in the plug socket. You've never seen me climb the stairs so fast. And that's what it's like living with little ones, isn't it? We sometimes live with a fear for their safety that can be overwhelming. And as I was praying about this fear one day, I felt God say, you don't need to be afraid. I'm not promising no harm will ever come to those you love. But I promise you, in my love, nothing will ever change. I will always hold them and you exactly as I'm holding you now. In that moment, I felt I was given a glimpse of another reality, a glimpse of heaven, where everything we fear and everything we hold most dear is held, not in our physical reality, but in a completely different dimension. And that while our lives here together are the blink of an eye, God's love holds us and those we love so much eternally. As Paul says in Romans 8, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither present or future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. And in the bleakest moments, when suffering and the death of loved ones stares us straight in the face, that promise, that reassurance, can transform our fear and pain, our grief and incomprehension, into peace. So what does it mean to pray in faith through the hard times? Not that God takes our suffering away. Not that we understand or get the answers we want. We are, every one of us, touched and scarred by suffering. We are the walking wounded. But with our wounds, just as we are, we are always held, always loved. And we can know, in a way that's beyond our human understanding, that nothing will separate us from the love of God. So to wrap up, here are some final thoughts. Praying in faith means different things in the different seasons of our lives, but it always means turning to God and giving him whatever is going on. We're not asked to understand everything, but to pray as we can, to keep it simple, and to keep the connection going. We tend to think of prayer as something we do, but perhaps it's not so much something we do as God's gift to us. It's the means by which he transforms us, heals us, shapes our lives, changes our sense of who we are and who he is for us. Prayer is a love song sung in duet. It's us singing to God, you're the one that I want, and God singing back the same to us. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your gift of prayer. Help each one of us today to be encouraged to pray to you and with you. 
bless, encourage, and transform us as we, ple- as we pray so we might become ever more the people and the church you've called and created us to be. Amen.